people of the internet, how do? I am the F-King guy, and it's that F-King time on that F-King channel. That's right, it's that F-King show. Show Joseph of Hallmark. How are you doing, sir? Ah, good, man. Glad to be back. Glad you allowed me back. Are you always welcome back? I know. Yes, we're back. We're here to do mischief, mischief and things. Any distractions. So Hallmark of greatness. Weird thing about that. And damn it, Vince. Any other podcast you want to announce? You're part of. Uh, I do the NXT reviews for Untitled Wrestling Podcast as well now, apparently, as a as a as like a full time job. Um, and I think there's probably something else as well. Uh, there is something in the pipe work that I might be doing soon, but that's that's top secrets at the moment. So I never did a podcasting is fun episode with you, so I've got a few questions I should really ask about them because you do so many. What got you into podcasts? <laughs> like a lot of people, uh, lockdown madness, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a way of connecting with people outside of my wife, um, who I love very much, but also could not talk to constantly all day, every day. So, you know, same as anyone. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was a way, me and my brother-in-law decided to do Damn It Vince first as a wrestling one, because it's a, it's a, it's a, a thing we both love very much. And then from there, because I still had to go to work, um, we used to watch at Christmas time at work, we used to watch the all the made for Hallmark Christmas films and rank them. And it was like a fun little game we used to play with. And then we were like, well, why don't we just see if this works? And then Chris asked me if I wouldn't mind recording his podcast, which then I became a part of. It's just the natural progression of things, isn't it? It's nice. I mean, it's, it's the most fun and, I would say, rewarding thing I've done in a very long time. Even though the rewards are min- minuscule, um, they're still there. So you've got a bit of a network of shows. What, what would you call this network? Given the it's chance to push it. Not, not been dubbed by me, but uh, the term Joe Zone Lair was coined by someone. <laughs> There, there is a someone made a graphic. Uh, I'll find it and you can have it if you want. I hate it because it's he just got a picture of me off Facebook and like yeah, it's not even a good picture. There's no good pictures of me, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I find it tremendously warning. I've got to meet interesting people from all around the world and chat nonsense at them. One of the good things about podcasts. Uh, what got you into it? Like in terms of listening to them. Because um, I'm guessing you listened to them before making them. Well, it's, the, it's been a bit yeah. weird. So I'm going to do a podcast. What's a podcast? I have no idea. I've listened to the radio. I'm assuming it's like that. Uh, the job I had at the time was very data inputy. So for seven and a half hours a day, I was staring at a screen typing. And they were like, oh, you can listen to stuff if you want. You can listen to music. But you sort of burn through music and it gets a bit. I mean, like Spotify's algorithm is not tremendous, is it? No, sure. No, it's it's terrible. Um, and it's almost like, oh, um, Ian Bowlesworth, um, the comedian, Ray Peacock, Ian Bowlesworth, has done this um, podcast series of uh, like him and another comedian, Barry, 
Barry Dodds. Yeah, I've done this this thing about um about one of them believes in ghosts, the other one doesn't. And I would listen to that, and I was like, all right, so you can just have this thing about anything. You can just go on and and you know, and then it leads you down this this rabbit hole of eight hundred thousand you know murder podcasts and. And stuff. That's I, I found um, last podcast on the left. A friend recommended to me, which I, I'm very behind on. To be fair, I think I just burnt out on it. Um, there was that Atletico Mints, Bob Mortimer, and Andy Dawson's allegedly football-based, but within two episodes, the football had been abandoned for for Bob Mortimer's insane ramblings. Um, there's just there's 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 loads. And now having met all of these lovely people like yourselves i now have these other you know unique and interesting and varied shows that i didn't know that i needed until when when one doesn't get released one week and it messes up my entire week (laughs) because i have you know mondays is so and so tuesdays is this and it it, it's become part of a of a of a routine of a cycle now and it's great because there's a lot of people out there making genuinely good stuff so if you're giving a choice of podcast co-hosts to start a new show about uh your topic of choosing who would you choose alive or dead uh, <laughs> i'd go alive on this alive one. i don't know your choices um i mean what 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 topics unique out there are there to talk about anymore I mean, you don't really need to- unique you just you true crime with uh jane mcdonald jane mcdonald she can sing a song at the end um <laughs> Like on the the cruise ship for Jay McDonald, where she always ends with a song, because uh, God bless her, God loves a trier. Um, I don't know. I would I probably wouldn't pick someone famous, famous, because they're already out there doing it, and they don't got the the you know the struggles and the trials and tribulations of of little indie boys like us. Because you know what's he called uh, that Jolly lad Chris? He did Heaven uh, with Vic Reeves in it. And he has that no. podcast, like Shag Marry Kill or something. Uh, yeah, and it's sh- it's trash, absolute trash. But it gets loads of listens because he's famous. Yeah, it's, it's the Mrs. Brown's boys approach uh, <laughs> to, to uh, of the lowest common denominator. And I'm not right. saying it has to be highbrow, you know. I don't know. I, mean, I, I did see that one today. What was it Wiki? Thingy. And it's oh, just people. reading a Wikipedia article, and I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, that's 90% of podcasts anyway, is people <laughs> just reading Wikipedia articles out and pretending they've researched it themselves. Yeah, I used to do that on the stupid people once or twice. Everyone does. It's shorthand, isn't it? It's just like, it's, you can't be asked. Do I need to go and find out what Duncan James from Blue has been up to? <laughs> no, I'll just look at his fucking um, Wikipedia article that he's clearly written himself. <laughs> yeah. I do nowadays. So it's... <laughs> I have to know what he's up to. The special quizzes. I mean, I did last week with um, Punk. It was Katie Price. I know a lot about her now. Oh, the hatred spilling out. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, you're going to have to sort of burn that part of your brain out with something. Yeah, knowing that she's actually made, sorry, not made, um, she has released seven autobiographies so far and making an eighth. <laughs> Of what? <laughs> and then this week I went and got my tits out and uh, yeah, she was on. I was off work last week and my wife works from home. So when she came downstairs at lunch, she puts the Steph 
McGovern show or whatever it's called, Lunchtime with Steph. Uh, it's it's on Channel Four. On TV. No, it's 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 sort of like this morning without the queue jumping uh, hosts. They didn't jump the queue. That'll They're do this. There. Oh, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> David Beckham didn't jump the queue, and he wore a hat to keep the sun off his head. Um, keep him warm as well. <laughs> it's fucking nonsense. But um, <laughs> Steph's packed lunch. There we go. Um, oh, that one, yeah, yeah. And she was on that. And A, like, I'm not one to call people for looks, but she needs to find a foundation that works for her because that one she was wearing does not. She looked ashy as fuck. Um, and she's apparently now she's becoming like a mental health advocate. And I'm like, so you're just jumping onto this bandwagon now, are you as well? Like, <sighs> yeah. You let Sometimes. Dane Bowers have a go on your love. You've got no self respect. Back to the current show I had. <laughs> it's been a while, and you were drunk when we recorded last time. Oh, How much do you remember lot. about your situation? I remember we're a, we are aboard the um, the good ship Chabert. Yes, sure. yes. I managed to take my dog. Uh, the ingredients for lasagna yep. had his Irish whiskey. Nope, you didn't get that. Oh, did I not get that? No, you lost that. I know. I threw my bass away as well. Yeah, those are the two you lost. Sadly. Oh, music. All the music in the world. All the music on a Zoom, yes. On a Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember what the last one was, sorry, no. All of the books. In the oh, library. yes, books, yes, because you've got to do reading, haven't you? Now I've got and time. You, and your bonus item you, you managed to get. You were slurring over this one quite a bit, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gone. I, I've got this bow, bow and arrow. And I used oh, to be quite yes, good at my it. archery, yeah. yeah. So you got your bow and arrow. I need to get back into that. I say this every time. And, <laughs> and what's your AI look, look like and sound like? Oh, it's the voice of Miriam Margulies, isn't it? Uh, with the, the body of Wolf. <laughs> Got the physical appearance of Wolf from Gladiators and the caramel-soaked voice of the cartoon rabbit from the ad- advert. Which is Miriam Margulies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, a, a terrifying conversation. <laughs> That's actually one of the most successful ships, though, in terms of what you got, all the music, all the books. Two things I would have liked. Lasagna, yeah, dog, bow and arrow. I've got it all covered. Yeah. yeah. All the bases. So what are the first few days on the Chambert looking like? Chambert? Chambert. 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 Uh, we're just chilling out in space, aren't we? Uh, are we... Uh, is the, the ship, like, steering itself, or is it, like, Flight of the Navigator-style... I'm assuming it's just finding a, a, a planet for me to inhabit. I mean, is that what you're after? You want to find a planet to inhabit? Well, I, you know, just razz it around the solar system a couple of times first, isn't it? Like, oh, dear. Uh, you set off an alarm now. Razzing around the solar system as you are. We'll find out what that alarm sound means after this break. Plug your tings man them. What? Uh, Hallmark of Greatness. We watch and review not only Hallmark films, but the films Hallmark actors and directors cut their teeth in or end their careers in as well. Uh, it's very fun. It's you know, it's kind of like hide. You might learn something. You probably won't. Uh, available wherever you get podcasts from. You can find us on Twitter at Hallmark of Great. Uh, and then the Stamit Vince, we do wrestling, uh, white goods, 
buying, you know, in case you need like advice about a fridge or a kettle. There's a lot of that. Shark facts. And then also weird thing about that, which is like QI, but if Sandy Toxvic wasn't on it and it was run by an idiot. So you'll you'll possibly hear some stories about things you didn't know ever existed. Like the Louis of France thought he was made of glass. I didn't know that, and it's great. Listen to them all. Oh, don't. I'm not your dad. I wish you were. Oh. So what's up? What's up is the Shaber? Shaber? I have trouble saying that. Sorry. Uh, Shaber has flown into alien territory. Not hostile aliens, thankfully, just weirdos and freaky aliens who do like a bit of the old entertainment. You're trapped in their tractor beam and they're pulling you into their orbit. And a representative has hailed you and is on your screen right now saying, we are the knobfellas. We dig entertainment. You dig. Oh, we dig, sucker. Can you dig it? We're after the best entertainment the universe has to offer. We're so glad you came to us. We've heard lots of good things about Earth's TV, especially the comedy. We're still receiving transmission from Earth out here, so wondering if you can give us 10 recommendations for us to put now. 10 TV shows from Earth you must watch list on SpuzzFeed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This, you menace. Absolute rotter. Uh, Number 10, Fly Society. Still game. Fly Society? Yeah. Uh, If you haven't seen Still Game, I wholeheartedly recommend it. BBC Scotland. Very Scottish. Very, very funny. Uh, number okay, nine. So, so Fly Society, which episode is that? What's it about? Oh, it is Jack and Victor, the main two protagonists in it, are two pensioners who live in a rundown council estate on the outskirts of, I want to say, Glasgow. Um, and in this episode, they go out and have a pot, slap up meal to celebrate an anniversary or something, meet two other women who are very, very posh as well, get in with them, end up getting invited to like this country shoot thing at this laird's house and it's a classic we're not posh but we have to pretend to be but it's it's done incredibly well and it explains who all the characters are in the show in a very concise and and interesting way sounds pretty good what we're going to do now we're going to ask you a question go on and and the question uh you get it right we're going to roll a d20 get it wrong i roll a d6 and that's that's the audience reaction Oh, we actually got minus like... the D6 from it. And that's the audience reaction from the Knobfellas. I have a number here, which uh, I rolled. It's going to go behind me, so you, you know I'm not cheating on the number. I, I trust you. I, I've had mentions in the past about me making shit up. So that number is behind me. Oh, so if you've that. got a cheat at made up <laughs> stuff, then you've clearly got bigger issues. I know. So the question you answer here is... Uh, Quite simply, what was the first UK sitcom called? Oh. Was it Dear Dottie, Tell It to the Marines, Pinwright's Progress, or The Larkins? Oh, now I think those last two are genuine sitcoms anyway. Oh, they're all but genuine. I, yeah, I, 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 I want to say it's Pinwright's Progress because that sounds the most familiar to me. So we'll, we'll, we'll lock that in, please, Chris. In rights progress. Yeah. Oh, God, I've never been so scared. <laughs> <laughs> so rolling the D20 now for the audience reaction to this show. Fly Society. 13. I'll take that. 
second episode you're going to recommend to us? Um, it's the last episode of the first season of Phoenix Knights Talent Trek Final. Ooh. Yeah. I know Peter Kay has done some, some, you know, some terrible things, but Phoenix Knights is up there as just one of the great short-run sitcoms ever. Uh, this one, they're trying to save the club by hosting like a... They were supposed to have celebrity stars in your eyes type people come in, but some, they get cancelled. And so all of the staff have to, you know, dress up and be it. But it features uh, someone dressed as meatloaf on on a, on a like a, a little scooter, a Gary Glitter reference that doesn't feel bad. <laughs> And yeah, it's just and, and and old pensioners dancing to Slim Shady. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's a beautiful episode. Okay, Phoenix Knights last episode talent contest. Question is, who do you think you're kidding, Mister Hitler? What was Dad's army originally called? Was it the Fighting Tigers, the Bears of War, the Flying Hellfish, or? Nazi punks, fuck off. <laughs> oh, right. It's not the Flying Hellfish because that's the Simpsons. And it's not Nazi punks, fuck off because that's a Dead Kennedy song. <laughs> um, Is it? I didn't know. No, nobody's ever heard of that one. Um, I want to say the first one, the Tigers. Fighting Tigers? Yeah. Correct. Oh. This is awful. I've never been so tense in my life. And that's how they... Oh, six. Oh, six. Not keen on that one. That's not... I mean, it's very northern, so it's probably not for them, which means they're going to hate some of my later choices. <laughs> Maybe they just know Peter Kay from other stuff. Yeah, they were like, oh, we preferred him when he was that dinner lady that did singing. I was like, mm, you... Only when he's in the car. To be fair, that is pretty good as well. Car share is pretty funny. Uh, just just for them, the outtakes of him and Reese Shearsmith singing along to Aini Kamosi. Yeah. Okay, further episode. What are you going to take the knob fillers with this time? Right. We're going across the pond to America. Uh, and we're going to New York City. And we're doing Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the episode Show Me Going. Not a particularly funny episode but an episode that shows that characters can be funny and also deal with things such as grief and fear and stuff in a, in a, in a, in a, in a way that people do. One of them just counter, you know, uh, the episode, one of the officers is called into an active shooter situation and the other ones. So one of them like tries to help against the orders. You know, the one, tries to help you know it, it, it just shows that you know comedy can do other things other than make you laugh strange um still game does that a lot as well there's a lot of heartfelt moments in that that don't feel tacked on interesting choice question is open all hours and porridge to the uk's much loved ronnie barker led sitcoms came from which series was it seven of one barker's dozen ronnie does it best or one man's meat. <sighs> one man's meat is another man's meat. Uh, I want to say it's Barker's dozen. You gonna go with Barker's dozen? I'm going with Barker's dozen. Ah! They weren't too keen on that. It's American. 
So we're minusing a D6, you know. Oh, that's a two. That's not so bad. Didn't hate uh, that much. What was the correct answer? Answer was a seven of one. Oh, okay. It was an anthology series made up to showcase his talents. The yeah, first episode yeah. being opening hours, the second being prisoner and escort, which become porridge. Yeah. And the sixth episode was called One Man's Meat. Obviously a butcher in that, I'm guessing. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward, that one. Uh, okay. I should have, should have my mate on fucking speed dial. Like, who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> okay, fourth episode. You know, offer the... Knobfellas. Ah, oh, Knobfellas, you Roz. Um, fourth episode. A lot to pick from in Red Dwarf. Um, a lot of them. But I'm a big fan of sort of character-driven stuff. So it'll be episode Marooned. I actually watched this last night. Yeah, it's... Um, it's it's. I mean, there's a lot to pick from. There's Better Than Life. Uh, sorry, Back to Reality. Um, there's a lot of the I really prefer the early stuff when it was very grey and and like cardboard sets like the first two seasons of it but this one it's just them it's just um, Lister and Rimmer trapped on an ice planet slowly dying and just the conversations that they have um, I still say Harold Pinter like <laughs> it's, it's it's just one of them yeah uh, it's it's it, it, it the, the whole series is based around Lister and, and Rimmer's dynamic anyway. The other two are just there. And this this is just, I think, one of the greatest episodes of any sitcom ever. It's only because of the other ones that I have to push it so far down the list. So enjoy it, aliens. Yep. See if they enjoy it or not. No. Okay. No multiple choice in this one. Yeah. Blackadder was originally conceived as a character based on Shakespeare's King Lear called Edmund the Bastard, the illegitimate son of a king who plots to take the crown himself. Who plays King Richard III in the original Blackadder series? Is he the one that dies, or is it his dad? Because it's Brian Blessed, or it is... Oh, shit, what's his name? Marriage! Oh. What's he called? Oh. Richard, it must be Richard, it must be Brian. Oh, but it's oh, this is awful. I hate you so much. So I couldn't do a multiple choice in this one. No, you've got what you got, you got a 50-50, haven't you? Yeah, it's pretty much one or the other. It's, oh, but it's Richard the because he goes off on the crusades and comes home. And I'm sure that was Richard. And uh, I'm gonna go Brian Blessed. Fuck! Peter Cook. Peter Cook, you rotter, you absolute rotter. Brian Blessed was Richard the Fourth. I'm so angry at myself. Oh, oh please, please don't like this bottle episode. Oh, please be nice. Oh, I said I'll take that as well. That's in the minus two there. We're not doing well here, are we? Oh, show me what you got. It's not. It's not doing great. Hey, fifth episode. Uh, my fifth episode is um, again a lot to pick from here in Peep Show. Um, I, it could have been so many, uh, but I've gone for the wedding episode um, where Mark is going to be married to Sophie, a woman that he's obsessed over for three seasons beforehand. Finally, got her to marry him, and he doesn't want to marry her. Uh, 
tries to get himself run over, includes the line, piss kidney. They're all piss kidneys, though, aren't they? Um, and in, in like it, it, it's it, it's one of those great ones where it, it resets the entire timeline of it, but in a way that is perfectly believable. Uh, Jeremy also pissing in a church. Start pissing. Stop pissing. I can't turn it off and on, Mark. Yeah, is it's it's a, it's just a beautiful beautiful episode. Any episode of Peep Show is great. To be fair, it's one of my put on to like fall asleep to sort of sitcoms. I've never been able to get into that because the, the closeness of the camera always makes me a bit nauseous. Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel a bit weird. I don't know if these aliens are going to feel the same way about this. They might be into it. <laughs> Let's hope they are because eh, I'm too for two. I'm 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 okay. Too too into out. Yeah. Okay. So oh no, not them. Who played the role of Vivian in the 1990 American remake of The Young Ones? Oh, Michael C. Hall, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Jackie Earl Haley, or Benicio del Toro. I, I I've I've watched this, and <laughs> it was so abhorrent to me that I've I've purged that part of my brain out. Um, can't be Benicio del Toro. That's that's too far gone. I'd fucking love to be with him. The other yeah. two were in Watchmen. Uh, <laughs> is that a clue? Um, who was the first one again? Sorry, Michael John C. Hall. Michael C. Hall. Dexter. Oh, it could be him. That's a shout. Nineteen ninety. Yeah, he's not at his peak of his powers. None of them are at the peak of their powers there, though, are they? None of them really. Oh, when Del Toro, then he just been in Bond two years before, I think. Oh, I, I, oh, we're getting we're getting we're getting another six here, aren't we? I'm gonna go with yeah. We'll go with uh, your first lad, Michael C. Hall. Yeah, Jackie O'Haley. Really, Raw Shosh played video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Freddie, Freddie. Oh, we turned. We tried watching that the other night. The new Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, the new, the rebooted one. Yeah. Absolute. Turned it off after 20 minutes. It's just, it made no sense. It was just random scenes with no, like, stringing together. Oh, I'm going to have to find that. It must be on YouTube. I'm going to have to find that and watch it now, just as punishment to myself for getting that wrong. Yeah, I found the new Freddy one was, um, well, not on Elm Street. It's interesting halfway through where they go, maybe he's innocent and he's the dad, the parents set him up. And that was the only interesting thing I found about that film. And then I they didn't went, even nah, get that far. It just was like random people dying. And then they went, oh, possibly later on, they explained what was going on. But the original one didn't do that. Explained to you what was going on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Give me back my face. Go on. Let's see how badly we fucked this one. I, I hate, <laughs> hate the faces up close. Ah, it's not for everyone. Ooh. Oh. Another four there. We're not doing great here, are we? No. Right. Really. No, no. Like sick, sick. Right, they're probably not going to like this because it's very northern. Um, it's the quiz night episode of Early Doors. Um, if you've never seen Early Doors, I never heard of that one. Oh, it's brilliant. It was written by Craig Cash after, well, during the sort of royal family sort of thing, and it is set in a northern pub like where my dad used to drink. Like opened at twelve, shut at three. 
opened at six, you know, um, and it's just place for these people who have nothing else to meet and they go in every day and they know each other. And it is, it's, if you haven't, I would wholeheartedly recommend you, you find the copy of it or whatever, because it is, has that thing of being genuinely funny, heartwarming and like absurd at times the, the quiz night episode is just one of those one of the regulars has submitted a question about the dog that found the world cup pickles and he keeps asking about the pickles question all the way through it and then yeah it's it's it, it early doors is it ran for two seasons 12 episodes features a very young james mcavoy in it uh, before he left to go to Hollywood. And they make a joke about that in the second series, uh, about him fucking off to find better things, apparently. Yeah. Would recommend. It's it's beautiful. And you'll never look at Frey Bentos pies the same way again either. Now let's see what the novelers think of this one. In Only Fools and Horses, what is Trigger's real name? Is it Donald Cox, Colin Ball, Willie McDonald or Jeffrey Nobbs? Fucking hell. <sighs> Who knows that? <laughs> I mean, really. Everyone really knows Trigger for Trigger's broom, don't they? That's, that's the and, one and thing. Bring that blue suit when he falls through the bar. Oh, I, I sent this, this, this thing out to people saying, like, what are your top 10 episodes of stuff? And, um, like people were like, can I not have that one? I was like, you can, but and then there might be people who sent me back that um, Stuart Lee sketch of like where they reenact the Wicker Man, but with like that falling through the uh, falling through the thing. Oh, right, what was it? Sorry, it was so it was Cox Ball, Willie or Nobs. Will, Willie or Nobs. It's not. Colin it's Cox, not Colin Ball, Willie it, McDonald, or Jeffrey. It's Nobbs. not Willie McDonald because that's silly. Um. They can't get Cox on the TV like that. No. Ball you can get away with. Colin Ball. We'll go Ball. Colin Ball? Yeah. Correct. My knowledge of uh, what you can and cannot <laughs> say on TV finally pays off. I mean, it's Cox, C-O-X-S. And Willie can be... Yeah, it's fine yeah I know, but it was, it's, it's light entertainment, isn't it? And it's... When I found out on on bottom they had to like pay off like two shits for a bastard sort of stuff. <laughs> it's all right. Come on, you alien bastards, love this. D twenty. Man, they it's all right. Eleven. <sighs> they liked it worse than they liked frigging um, still game, which is more northern. Uh, difficult to please. Very difficult. Okay. Seventh sitcom episode. Um, going back, back, back in time to the olden days. It's Steptoe and Son, and Yay. the episode, the episode Pot Black, <laughs> um, where Harold buys from the local temperance snooker hall a full-size snooker table that they constantly refer to as a billiards table, which annoys me uh, for some reason. Uh, and they move it into his house. He can't play because it's you can't take shots this high up. And so they move it outside and it's just him and his... It's, it's just classic Steptoe. It's him and his dad at war with each other over 
like Harold's wanting to be of, of higher social stature than the rag and bone men that they are and always will be. It, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful episode. It's just got physical comedy in it. It's got tremendous lines in it. And also at the end, we get Wilfred Bramble doing trick shots as well. <laughs> it's per- it's, it is on YouTube and they've colorized it and it's awful. Because they're playing snooker and all the colours are wrong. I was like, how have you colourised it this badly? They said to Ted Turner's lot. <laughs> yes, bring money, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see how they think of this classic. Deep breath on this one. In Father Ted, what was the name of the priest that Graham Norton played? <clears throat> I don't even need the options. Father Noel Furlong. <laughs> Yep. Do you want the options anyway? Oh, come on. If you've done fun jokes, sorry. I didn't mean to stamp on your jokes. The one fucking joke I've written. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Cut that out. Father Andy Riley, Father Desmond Call, Father George Byrne, Father David Nicholson, Father Declan Lynch, Father Ken Sweeney, Father Neil Hannon, Father Keith Cullen, Father Kieran Donnelly, Father Father Jack White, Father Henry Big Bigging, Father Hank Tree, Father Hiroshima Twinkie, Father Stig Bubblecard, Father Johnny Houser Popping, Father Luke Duke, Father Billy Ferry, Father Chewy Louie, Father John Hoot, Father Harry Cat Linehan, Father Rebula Conundrum. Rebula Conundrum. Father Pee Wee Stairmaster, Father Jemima, Jemima Bractall, Father Jerry Twig, Father Spoda Komodo, Father Canabrana Lama, Father Tarunctious. I don't want to get through that without laughing, but it's fucking impossible. It's, it's again, it's, it's, um, Pauline McLynn sells that so well. <laughs> no clues. Yeah. Like, how do they think of that episode? Oh, they best love it, the little aliens. Four. What? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, what do they want? I mean, oh, you might have seen the colorized version over. That might have been the problem. Oh, they didn't understand snooker, probably. It's an alien concept. They too. understood yeah. it, and that was the problem. They're like, what the oh, fuck are they yeah. doing? Why is he saying it's pink when it's clearly yellow? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's in the plus area anyway. So you're going up. It, it, it's clawed me back those first two. <laughs> It's put me on an even keel for that, yeah. Yep, three left. Okay. Number eight. Uh, right. They didn't care for the American police, um, but what about the American office? Um, it is the dinner party episode of the American office, uh, the office and American workplace, sorry. Um, I think Steve Carell's finest moment in the entire series, and there's a lot of them, but it's just one of those perfect... Like the British office did awkward, cringe comedy. This one takes that and runs with it. It's 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 just a perfect. Um, the line in it is, is that Michael's Michael and Jan seem to be playing a game of make everyone feel as uncomfortable as possible, and they're both winning. It's yeah, it's 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 great. It, it explains who everyone is, who their relationships are, and it's it's just like watching the tail end of someone's relationship it, it, it's like watching the, the the fire of it just burn out in real time it's it's tremendous of all the episodes of the office this is the one that i will put on and there's a lot of episodes of the office that i love this is the one that i'll always put on just to cheer myself up because it's so horrible okay which point does the u.s office break away from the uk one in terms of because i watched the first episode and it's like after mm. episode one 
literally after episode one. Episode one is basically a shot-for-shot remake. Mm. The first season isn't great, to be fair, but it's only six or eight episodes, I think. But as soon as you hit season two, it, it hits its stride. When they, when they let Steve Carell, yeah. when they let Steve Carell be um, not Ricky Gervais's character, because that first season he's kind of slimy and a bit creepy and stuff. And then he becomes more softed and rounded and becomes like um, like a lovable, tragic fool, um, basically. Like he tries so hard and yet fails constantly. Whereas Ricky Gervais's David Brent is just a prick, like, mm. and can't see that he's a prick. Um, I would, if you've never watched it, dude, I, I, I fully recommend. You have to power through season one, um, but again, there's good episodes in season one as well. Um, but when it, it it has a massive cultural uh, shift, and they just it goes from being like two people writing it to it being writers' room sort of stuff, and then you get that good sort of riffing and they, they build on the background characters and stuff. I, I cannot say enough. I, I don't particularly care for the British office, but the American office, I will fight tooth and claw for because it is, I think, possibly the finest sitcom they've produced in the past 30 years. Nice. Might factor into this one, American versions of shows. Oh, if it's the fucking young ones again. Men behaving badly. Oh, shit. So that was almost cancelled at the end of its first season because one of the lead actors left. And at the end of the second season, for poor viewing figures. Now, poor viewing figures back then being 7 million viewers. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine Can that. you imagine that now? <laughs> yeah. So it switched networks, one of the rare occasions back then. No, actually, one of the only occasions back then. And run for seven seasons overall. It's one of those shows that never actually come back after it finished. Uh, the American version of the show was cancelled after two seasons, however, which Saturday Night Live alumni starred in the Martin Clunes role. Was it Dana Carvey, Rob Schneider, David Spade, or John Lovitz? Oh, fuck. It's Martin Clunes. Oh, can't be Lovitz. Dana Carvey never got anything past the fucking second season. Um, fuck. I hate this. I hate you for making me do this, by the way. Uh, this is awful. <laughs> I know you've been dreading this. No, because it just shows me up the charlatan that I actually am. I talk a big game, but when it comes to stuff like this, I'm like, no. Um, I did make it quite difficult. It's American remakes. I, I just I don't see the point in, in remaking it. I have a fascination it. with these. When they sort of make them, and it's just awkward. Yeah. The ones like the, that fail. It's like, have, you, have you watched the American Red Dwarf? I have uh, what's available. Yeah. Oh, there's do... only two episodes, I think, isn't there? Yeah, well, there's two different versions of the pilot, and there's two different casts. Because I know Terry oh, Farrell was the yeah Terry Farrell was the cat in one, and the other one was um, Hinton Battle, I think. Oh, and I've he's actually seen... he's actually one of Danny John Jules's idols because he's like musical oh. theatre kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And Holly was Jane Leaves. Daphne. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I the think cat changed roles. Oh. Right. Sorry, anyway, back to the question. So we've <laughs> so got... Dana Carvey, Rob Schneider, David Spade, or John Lovitz. Acting. Act. Right. <sighs> I'm, I'm discounting Rob Schneider because fuck that guy, he's a prick. Um, he's in your favourite film. It's, I will... F- 
come down there and fight you in a minute. Um, no, he's just a massive fucking Trump blowhard now, isn't he, as well? Um, no. Yeah. Is it? Um, That's disappointing anyone being on that side. I, I want to say Dana Carvey. Just because, like, Lovitz isn't that sort of person to play that sort of character. He would have been, like, the Neil Morrissey, Harry Enfield character. <sighs> but then... Uh... <sighs> Fuck it. Dana Carvey, we're doing it. It's not, is it? Nope. No. <laughs> it's your favourite Rob Schneider. What? <laughs> oh, America. I did say you were dreading it. Don't put loaded clues in there. <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's get this shit show on the road. Oh, I really hated that. That's, That's yeah, understandable. Mm. Mm. I really hate the office. Mm. Number nine. Right. Uh, possibly the finest comic creation the British Isles have ever produced. It is... I'm Alan Partridge, and the episode Never Say Alan Again, <laughs> where it's a bank holiday weekend and Alan just wants to watch all the Bond films back to back to back. Much like what Dean does in his spare time, actually. <laughs> yep, we're up to Daniel Craig now. I never got into Bond. Can never get into Bond. Don't, don't see the appeal I myself. I never got into it, and I've always been like that. Austin Powers kind of taking the piss out of it. That's what it was. But then you watch it back and you it's actually pretty good. There's some good films now. There's some absolute toss there, but you know. Oh, it's it's fine. Like um, a, a friend of mine, um, Paul, is a massive, massive James Bond fan. Like on the forums, and has one of the Skyfall posters that from the event that never happened and stuff. Like Ooh. huge, huge, huge fan. And I, I just, I just don't get James Bond. I just don't. I just don't get it. I never have. And he's like, that's fine. It, yeah. It's just just a strange thing. But uh, in this one, yeah. But it also has Peter Serafinowicz's text. He likes American things. Um, <laughs> it's the, the visit to Lynn's mum's grave, uh, where Alan's air drumming to like rush in the car or something. <laughs> it's 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 just a beautiful, beautiful episode. Um, giant, he's taped over his episode of oh, Live and Let Die, is it? Uh, with America's... Yeah. America's Strongest Man, Giant Michael Bolton lookalike sewing ovens over bales of hay. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. And then you also get Alan reenacting. Oh, it's The Spy Who Loved Me, isn't it? Uh, reenacting the entire... Everyone do this with their hand. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It, it's big acting from Steve Coogan, which is what he said that this, this season of I'm Alan Partridge was his big acting. But fuck it, it's perfect. It really is. That episode. Everyone likes that episode. But do the novelers like it? Oh, probably not, because they're difficult to please. Their standards are all over the place. Yep. So the most successful sitcom of all time? Friends? Ugh. Maybe? Question mark? I suppose I better do a question about it. Yeah. What was the theme tune originally supposed to be before they decided on the Rembrandts? I'll be there for you. Was it? The Lars, there she goes. REM's shiny happy people. The Lemonheads hate your friends. Or Cannibal Corpse, a skull full of maggots. <laughs> if it was Cannibal Corpse, I would probably watch it. I'd still hate it. 
we have to make that mashup now. Yeah, someone do it. Um, right. It's not going to be Lemonheads Hate Your Friends. That's. But then it started in like, was it 95, something like that, Friends? Friends in 1990, I believe. Really? Yeah, made that old. Fuck. Because um, it's on Comedy Central constantly, and my wife puts it on just as background noise, and I hate it because I just don't get it. It's just not funny to me. Um, yeah, didn't have like, the 30 year reunion recently. Yeah, but it was James Corden. And if there's anyone I Ooh. hate more on this earth, uh, it's fucking James Shithouse Corden. Um, right. So that leaves it between the Lars, there she goes, and Shiny, Shiny Happy People. People by REM. Oh, which it could be. Couldn't it? They're not going to use the Lars. There again, it was a big hit. This is my real world brain thinking out loud. Uh, I'm just amazed that the, um, was it Joey? The spin off from it had what, the band that used to be Sublime as the theme tune. Oh, Sublime? The, the 90s um, Scar? Yeah, wrong way. That there was. I'd never watched Joey because I. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. The singer died and they went off and did the Long Beach Dub All Stars, which is essentially yeah. just sublime, and that was used as a theme to Joey, one of their songs. Uh, I'm going to hate myself, but I'm going to go with R.E.M. Shiny Happy People. Correct. <sighs> oh, I'm so on edge. <laughs> Let's see how much they loved. Oh, please love this, you alien pricks. Yes, boy! They fucking love that. They love Alan Partridge. Right, well, if you love Partridge, you're going to love number one, (laughs) right? Go for it. Bottom, south. Richie and Eddie go camping on Wimbledon Common uh, to win a bet that none of them can remember putting on. um, But apparently after was it Mad Jack McTavish put a dart through his temple, we had to do this. They go, <laughs> yeah, they, and it's, again, similar to Marooned, it's just the two of them talking for the entire thing. But it gives you the, the dynamic of their relationship in a nutshell. And it is, it is beautiful. It references the Wombles, chocolate hobnobs, like it's it's just a brilliant thing. There's slapstick comedy. There's there's Richie's poem of you know night night God bless. Um, it is just I think generally the funniest episode of anything ever made ever because there's not a missed beat in it at all. Everything in there is in there for a reason. It's you couldn't trim fat from this. Yes. Did you know the trivia behind this? Because I'm actually doing a quiz on bottom for a future guest. And I found uh, this trivia reason, out. The reason why it was pulled from the air. Yeah. 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 Because of the murder. Yeah, we didn't show him for like two years and actually was on video before it became on TV. I said, I, that's the first time I came across it was I thought I had all the, bo- the bottom tapes off the TV. And then I um, was in... I think HMV in Manchester and I bought it on VHS because there was this this mystical lost episode at the end and I was like, why was this not shown? And then, yeah. yeah it's was... They didn't just sort of delay it for a couple of weeks. They just cut it from the schedule completely and didn't show yep. it for another three years. It was supposed to be the opening episode of that season. 
Um, and they replaced it with Parade. Never good which episode. is still a great episode. But <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, they're all good yeah. episodes. Yeah. But it, yeah. It, it, it's... Again, of all the, there's not a wasted breath in any of bottom. I didn't put any young ones in here because I think bottom tightens up what the young ones did um, in terms of comedy. Like it was groundbreaking, and you had musical acts and all these other stuff. But bottom for me is just two men chatting bollocks. Um, on stage. Trivia, I found out the other day is that why did they have musical acts in the young ones? They got a bigger budget. Yep. They had no it money was, in the was, comedy budget anymore. They it was classed as light entertainment. Yep. <laughs> yep. All uh, coming together. I don't know. There's a tremendous... I went and watched Alexi Sale when he um, just went and did a talk uh, many years ago. And someone asked him, what about Elephant Head? What was that about? And he said, it was Friday afternoon and we'd all been on the beer. And we just said, can we have a big elephant head for Monday? And they made it. And they're like, what the fuck are we going to do with this now? So they just wrote that bit where Elephant Head comes on and starts dancing. Just so that they had this prop to use. It's, yeah. Amazing. So, do they <sighs> like Thout? Final question. What is the longest running, in terms of years on the air, non-animated sitcom of all time? Is it The Love Boat, It's Always Sunny, Curb Your Enthusiasm, or The Big Bang Theory? The longest running in terms of years on the air, non-animated sitcom. Oh, I was going. For, I was going for none of those. I was going to go for Last of the Summer Wine because that's been on the air for forever. Okay, non-animated American sitcom of all time. <laughs> oh, right. You're putting provisos in here now. You. I'm going to have to. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I did like search a couple of British ones because this one was the only carried American ones. I guess in this trivia. Yeah, no. Because last of summer when would actually trump that, yeah. That was made in like 1820. <laughs> uh, when Combo, Combo was, was 70 was... years old. <laughs> hey, I used to um I used to practice in uh the town where it's filmed. Um Homeforth, thank you. Homeforth, yeah. Did you meet Nora Bay? No, but it's good because they've got like a little thing that says like um, compose cafe and stuff. They lean into it because there's nothing else in fucking Holmworth. Yeah. Um, so, what is the longest running in terms of years on the end? Non-animated American sitcom of all time. Just slide that one in there. Yeah, you aliens, you need to work on your... Right, so it was Love Boat. It's always sunny, Kirby enthusiasm or the Big Bang Theory. Big Bang ran for like 10 years. Kirby Enthusiasm. Again, never got into that. Um, um, it's always Sonny's on like season 16, but they're short seasons and they cram them in. They did like two seasons a year. I don't know anything about Love Boat because like, not to use the before I was born excuse, but I just don't know enough about it. I never classed it as a sitcom, to be honest. I always thought it was like a weird variety show. I'll go for, I'll go fucking Love Boat, because I don't know enough about it to make a judgment. Going Love Boat. One answer? Yeah. Incorrect. Love Boat was 13 years, had nine seasons and specials over those course of 13 years. It's always sunny. 
15 seasons, but like I said, they crammed them in. It's been running 17 years. Really? Oh, yeah. It's very longest, most most amount of seasons, quite long running. Big Bang Fury, 13 seasons, running from 2007 to 2019. So that's only 12 years. Curb Your Enthusiasm, longest running. Only had 11 seasons, but it's been running consistently since 2000. 22 years. Same amount of time as Only Fools and Horses. I've never got into it. I just couldn't. I tried. I just don't find it funny. I don't know what whether I'm missing something or well, right. That's fine. Roll the dice, you alien pricks. Ooh, that's a five. Well, I got half of them right. Yeah, you did well. It's, that's it's... that's the, I'm walking away with my head held high in that respect. But did you score more than the knob fullers expected on their clapometer? Probably not. We'll find out after this break. I will do some shout outs on this one. Thank you for contributing today on today's wheel of sitcom stars you'd hate to be left on an island with. That's Wits of Script. Connections Cult. You love a good follow Friday, mate. You're going to get one. We should all do that now, just that's by, yeah. One Bunny Elsler, that's Riley. Thanks for contributing, James Corden. We hope he comes up on this wheel if it's getting spun. Never gets old pod. Oodles, Rob Jones, Mark James from Juding Decades, Gamers Experience, Idiots of the Gate podcast, um, Better Left Unsaid podcast. Thank you for your con- contributions. Uh, someone called Planty from 100 Things Film. Sounds like a goat raper. <laughs> and Weird Thing Pod, one of your guys. Oh, it's probably me. <laughs> I think you actually contributed some quality names for this wheel. I which did. you may or may not yeah, be spinning I'm in a second. To regret my choices now. Okay. So did you score more than what's on this sheet of paper in front of me? Um I don't know because I can't do maths. <laughs> you got 35 overall. Oh, out of a possible 200. That's terrible. <laughs> Yes, and the pre-arranged score was right. 41. 41. What an absolute rotter. So you've lost, I'm afraid. They, they don't think much of your list. Uh, so you're going to get some house guests on the Chamber. Uh, oh, Thanks to the punishment wheel. No! <laughs> so here we are go. They, are there no laser cannons on this ship? <laughs> You are getting one of these names on this list, on this wheel, which we're spinning Fire, now. Fire the laser cannons, sir. An excellent idea, go. apart from two small minor details. One, we don't actually have any laser cannons. Ooh. Oh, fuck <laughs> this noise. All of Friends. All of the Friends cast. This doesn't eat into my clones, does it? No, they, they've been gifted to you. You get two gifts. Really? And here's your second one. We get all the friends. Oh, it's Dorian from Birds of a Feather. She's always horny. <laughs> I get double fucking Chandlers from friends. So you get two Chandlers. Uh, hopefully they'll just go off to the end, back end of the ship and fuck each other to death. 
Okay, so that, that was... To be fair, I've just noticed that looking at this this wheel of torment you put in front of me, there's a lot of friends on there. Well, is all the friends separate, and then you've got all the friends together, and then you've got all the friends without Phoebe, I think it is. Oh, man, I'm glad I didn't get Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> is Cliff Huxtable not, not, not the actor playing him? So he'd been a nice dad. Is that, Moody. Is that is that the rule, right? The rule. Oh, it's, if, it's if, the character. Not if the these actor. were my friends, like if it was if it was the characters of friends, and not like they're horrible people. I don't know. I think me and Joey would get on. We we enjoy lasagna. Sure. The rest of them, I'll trick into a, a fucking airlock and just blast into space at some point. Um. I mean, there's some yeah. good names on there, but yep, you've got those two. Well, those two Chandlers and all the friends. Yeah, double Chandlers seems like an unusual and cruel punishment, I will admit. And <sighs> usually we let you choose a theme to see us out on, but today... Has to be shiny, happy people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shamir, the ship. Initiate self-destruct sequence. <laughs> Denied. Ah, you didn't even do it in a Miriam Margulies voice. <laughs> what is left for us is to say goodbye. Tokot's own for all your FDN needs and desires. Check out the site for all the pod social media links. Rate and review it on whatever platform you are on. Share it with your friends and family. Give it to your mum. Anyone needs a laugh, really. Also on the site, Patreon with a bunch of my stuff on it. A daily blog with a few art pieces and some writing on it. You know, and give some, some video stuff on there coming soon as well. Maybe my Bond summer. Give us as you could as well. Be me, mate. Enjoying this? Hey, I hate this song, <laughs> right? Because it's just ah, it's white nonsense, isn't it? Say goodbye. <laughs> ah, God, it makes me want to rip the flesh off my fucking bones. Goodbye.